With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Scotty and Goss, it's four past seven. Thanks to Fleet Network and Frank Agostino and Garrick Ibbotson, the hardworking team, WA's Novated Leasing Specialists. And we do this for Flight Centre's big red sale. It's on now with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. Our next guest, well, he comes with much fanfare, Scott. Well, fanfare and been a sledging too. A couple of boys have ripped him apart a few times, but uh, we're looking forward to the retaliation, that's for sure. And his name is Clay Hall, and he's a draft hopeful, another one of our uh, WA products that is hoping to be picked up in a couple of weeks' time. Morning, Clay. Morning. How are you, boys? Thanks for coming in, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me. Where was the drive from? It was just Colton's house. Just stayed at his last night. So Colton Goldstrip. Yeah, 15 minutes from Colton's in Como. <laughs> he's a good fella. Oh, he's a great fella. He's a very good fella. And you're a good fella too, mate. And described as a big-bodied midfielder who gets stuck in at the coalface, mm. but also uh, leans on his running capacity to rack up possessions. We have to find. Do you write that yourself? <laughs> nah, sounds pretty similar to what I'd write, though. So, <laughs> so um, when we talk, obviously, the, the son of the great Derek, um, running capacity is... I, look, I'm, look I'm, I'm, I don't normally throw... He was a good runner. I'm, I'm, I don't throw stones, but I'm tipping you got that from Mum. No, we'll throw stones. It was definitely from Mum. <laughs> no running capacity from Dad there. Yeah, morning, mate. <laughs> a very good man, Harvey a Hall. great bloke. One of the all-time good fellas, West Coast and G-Long, of course. And he's now back coaching, Clay, the old man. Tell us a bit about that little venture back into the coaching caper. Yeah, he is. So he coached, oh, I'm not too sure what years it was for league, but he coached two years for league and then... Once I was sort of coming through year eight, nine and ten, he coached me during then. And once I sort of hit year ten and hit the waffle age where I was playing Futures and Colts, he just really wanted to come up to Perth and watch every weekend. So he pretty much took a step away from coaching and just sat on the sidelines for a while watching. Yeah, but cool. now I'm sort of entering the draft in a week and we don't know what, what could happen, where I'll be. So I think he's just really missed that piece of actually being involved. So there was a spot open, uh, so he put his name in and... Got the job, so he's stoked to be back in Harvey the Bulls? Role. Nah, Harvey Brunswick Lesson. Oh, role. the opposition. So, oh, those Back dogs. at HBO. Oh, those guys. What sort of barracker or watcher yeah, is he, mate? He is like? he, does he need to tuck himself a, a, out on the outer wing somewhere, or is he nice and... I'm tipping he's a pretty cool coach. Nah, nah, not at all. doesn't have to tuck himself away at all. He could pretty much sit anywhere, because he's not going to say a word the whole game. He'll... <laughs> Have a chat to oh, whoever's next to him, and that's about to, all he'll say. I've got to talk to him. He's got to teach me. What's he like for, with you then? So, so obviously he's he's got the he's got the experience inside the system, and he watches you play. Is he is he? What's he like as a dad in regards to and helping you in your football journey? He's pretty similar as how I said he is on the sidelines. Like he's still really calm and collected. You know, he, we don't really talk much footy. We if we talk footy, it might be about who's getting traded, what players are going where. It's not usually about my footy. So whether I want to talk about my footy, I'm generally the one who brings it up. You know, he never really brings it up. He's not one of those dads that's sort of always really hard on you, always wants to talk to you straight after your game about your game. Mm. So, so who do you lean on then? I do lean on dad, but he waits for me to bring it up. So it's never hop in the car and then the first thing dad's telling me what I did right or wrong. Mm. It'll be maybe I'll sit on my phone for half an hour and then all of a sudden I'll 
been able to think about the game and I might chip in about something and him, maybe even mum will chirp in as well as much as she likes to think she knows. Does she know? Nah. <laughs> oh, she knows Hello, uh, mum. Don't pop, No, she knows enough. Just not not enough as dad, I guess. Hey, mate. You, and I, I didn't know this, but you, uh, when you made your waffle league debut this year, became the first father son to play um, for Peel Thunder, which is a, a great story. But you turned down the chance to yes to um, to play in the futures showcase on Grand Final Day, on AFL Grand Final Day, to play for Peel Colts. Yeah, you know, and that's obviously just shows that you. You know, you won't. It's not you won't leave your blokes in the lurch to go seek glory yourself. But you're a part of that team. You wanted to stay a part of that team, and everything else will take care of itself. No, 100. percent It was definitely one of the toughest decisions of my life. Can't lie about that. The the initial decision was that no matter what happened, we were going to go over. And then we lost our final to West Perth, which means we had an elimination final the following week, mm. which is when that grand final game would have been. And me, Mitch and Ethan Logan were the ones that were going to go over and I was incredibly emotional after that West Perth game just thinking I'd have to leave all my teammates behind that I've been with all year for sort of one game that really meant nothing if you won that game. It yeah. was cool if you lost that game. It, it didn't mean anything. So, yeah, to stay with those boys definitely meant a lot to me and to just get over the top of Subi in that final and make a grand final oh, was well, well worth it. Is so. there anything better than beating Subi? Oh, I mean, nothing better. They, so <laughs> enough, great, great enough, both of you right now. <laughs> Clay Hall is our guest, uh, Peel Thunder product and the like. Um, and look, are you excited about the journey? As you talked about, this this draft is coming. There's been a lot of hoopla about it. Are you excited? Yeah, 100%. And as you just said, the word journey, I love the journey rather than just thinking about the sort of destination of the draft. You know, I love going through the champs and what it took to get to league footy this year. I sort of love the process of what it takes. So I'm very excited, but also very nervous at the same time, which is probably in the same boat as, as a lot of people. So at Peel, you play alongside Fremantle Lockers league players. Did you enjoy that experience and to see, wow, and then they're bigger? And Did you play with Will Brody? Yeah, played he's games a, with him. He's a rig and he's a big Yeah, he just body. really cracks in at the coalface. It was yeah. great to get that experience just looking at players who were in the position that I'd like to be in come a week's time. So it was really cool just to get a bit of a sniff of what their life is like. You know, we get to train a couple of times at their facilities and you really get to see what they get to channel into every day. So it was really cool. And then just to lean on a couple of players, you know, like you said, Will Brody, he's in the midfield right next to me. So you can really lean onto him for some advice and all the Freo players involved, they're really good with their leadership qualities. Do you care where you go? You just want to be drafted? I mean, all indication is, and, and we, we've said it to most guys, there's only probably going to be between 50 and 60, 60 picks this year. So there's going to be a lot of people miss out. Yeah. Um, all all indication is that you will be picked up, mate. Um, do you care where you go? No, nah, not at all. I've travelled Australia pretty much my whole life. I was mm. born in Victoria. I've Travelled Australia for two years. The travel factor really means nothing to me if I'm lucky enough to end up just on a play. list. Yeah, just get me on a footy field. Who did you barrack for? I barrack for Geelong. First 10 years of your life in Geelong? Uh, not in Geelong. It was a couple of hours away. I was in Shepparton for first 10 years of my life. Are you a Victorian? How do you describe yourself? <laughs> oh, I'd say I'm a West Australian. Yeah, good That's boy. how I describe That's myself. The good decision. Just making sure. Too young yeah. to remember sort of nah. Victoria too much. Yeah, and, and you're in Shepparton, so you probably want to force that out of your memory bank anyway. <laughs> Hang on, I'm from Bunbury. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, nothing. I'm, Bunbury, I'm very, I'm very proud to be a Bunburyian. Um, <laughs> now, 
I don't know about you, and you may have heard this, but you guys are pretty close, the Nationals team, the boys out Mm. of the champs, and we've had a number of young men in this very studio, and we've spoken to a couple on the phone. This is Riley Hardiman speaking about you. Tell us something we don't know about one of your teammates. Um, One thing about Clay, you probably pick it up really easy. Um, Every morning he wakes up and he checks himself out in the mirror for 15 minutes. Ah, cold shower sort of blokes. The mirror's no fogger. Yeah, look, I I, I check myself out as well if I look like Clay Hall. There you go. Bit of romance. There was a a whack and then a sort of little fixer-up. At least he sort of given me a bit of something at the end to fix it up. Uh, Didn't stop there. Mitch Edwards then chimed in. If you were to be alongside one of your footy mates, who, who's your best mate in football? Ooh, um, I'd probably say either Claymore or young Bo Allen, who's coming up. So yeah, yeah. No, when we were at the combine, I spent a few days with him and um, kept telling me to take photos of him and stuff. So no, nah, mate. So, yeah. I'm not taking photos. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable with especially it. Especially if you don't have clothes on. <laughs> All right. Hey, mate. <laughs> you said how it worked. You say, mate, take a photo of me. And you go, mate, it, it yeah, I'm not your version. Oh, I can say that was not the version. I'd say Mitch didn't put a pair of shorts on, was just walking around in his jocks, and I don't think he oh. stopped flexing in the mirror once. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ruckman. In his undies. The Ruckman might think he's putting on a little bit of muscle, if he is or not, but <laughs> the mirror was seeing a lot of it. So, yeah, <laughs> he was definitely one in front of the mirror. Hey, Clay, you're you'll one of the... You'll get your chance, mate. You'll get your chance. In a second exactly year, right. right. Your chance is coming. So there's a lot of um, hopefuls out of Western Australia. It looks like a really solid draft and and quite prominent in the sort of the top thirty picks. Now tell us a bit about Lance Collard. Do you know him? Yeah, really got really close with him this year. Yeah, I mean the male is he is coming with a bullet. I mean I know we we're talking about the you know, who the draftee prospects are. Dan Curtin, I think Colton is going over to to Melbourne for that first round night and the like. But gee, uh, the male is very strong that this kid's going to get on a list and going to get on a uh, Lance Collard's going to be on a list very, very early. Does that surprise you at all? No, not at all. I could tell as soon as we had the summer camp in Bustleton, even just kicking the footy, you can tell he's just got talent. You know, some people just look natural, whatever they do on a footy field, and he's one of those blokes. So he was a really quiet fella start of the year, so got really close with him, started talking to him a lot each training, and you get to know him. He's a great kid, and it hasn't been easy for him, so it just shows mm. just how willing he is to sort of put his best foot forward, which he has done this year. Yeah, and he's keen to put something back too. Have you uh, working for the Footy Commission, helping yeah, kids uh, who require a bit of football assistance in life and stuff? It's fantastic. He's, he's very well-rounded. He seems good, I'm telling you, and, yeah, that's that's the strong word. Is he's going to go a lot earlier than most people originally predicted. Um, a lot of the time we ask guys to sell themselves. You don't need to do that. Your footy's done that. But if there was a player, say a, f- a footballer that you look up to, that you have tried to aspire or modelled your game around, who would it be? There's a fair few. There's so many good inside midfielders in there mm. at the moment. So every game you watch, you can sort of pick out two or three who are pretty much just going to tell So you have that. You say, right, this game, it might not be a Geelong game who you barry for. It might be, let's say, Colin was playing Essendon. You go, I'm going to sit and watch this and I'm going to watch... I'm going to watch Scott Pendlebury or I'm, I'm going to watch you know, Jack Crisp or someone like that. Do you, yeah, do, you do that? Yeah, definitely. Get to the game. If I'm at Optus, I usually pick out Tim Kelly, just sort yep. of watch what he's doing. I'd like to say we play pretty similar, just sort of can both really crack in on the inside but then can also spread quite well on the outside. So I'd say he's definitely one I've watched a lot this year and being able to watch games at Optus, you can watch him very closely. Yeah. So, yeah, but it doesn't have to be him. If I'm watching sort of 
Brisbane versus Port and you sort of pick out the best midfielders from that team, you know, there's obviously good midfielders yeah. in every team. So there's not really one I sort of have looked up to my whole life. You know, I, I was a big Geelong supporter and still am, so I always looked up to Tom Hawkins, but coming into that midfield role, you sort of He knows. To... He knows forwards are the most important players in the team and he looks straight to Tommy Hawkins. But more you, you've had a few Geelong midfielders to keep No, on, that's on what I'm saying as well. You know, sort of had that Paddy Dangerfield, even your Guthrie, been playing really well. So, mm. But the main ones probably looked up to probably are Patrick Cripps and the Bond. You can't really go past them at the moment. What about tapping into Ruben Jinby? He had his first year. He's coming up after 730 on the show after returning to training. I mean, he's a young man from WA who's sort of, you know, it's been tough. It was a tough slog for West Coast and to be a young hopeful, but he was one that shone. Are you, are you tapping on his abilities? Yeah, 100%. And that didn't surprise me at all. You know, the, the amount that West Coast struggled this year and to see the amount he was cracking in each game, you know, that just really describes what he's like as a person. You know, his perseverance is one of the best you've ever seen. You know, he just has a crack in everything he does and he's been great to sort of lean on for a bit of advice. You know, I've been versing him since... Year eight, year nine, so about 13 years old when he was the skinniest kid you would have seen on the footy field. <laughs> now all of a sudden he's bigger than most AFL players. He's a big boy. Have you seen a learning curve more steep than what he was being, he's been thrown into? Like we know he's going to be a very good player, but I mean, he got, you're given roles in the middle of the ground to play some of the best midfielders in the AFL. He got torn apart a few times around the stoppages and on the exits and all that sort of thing because he... He's a ball winner and he wants to go win the footy. Mm. But it, I don't think I've seen a steeper learning curve than what Ruben Jimmy had to go through last year. Even if I'm looking out of all the draft um, draftees from last year, you can't see too many have been thrown into the deep mm. end as much as he has. I think he said his first three games he had all three voters directly on his head because he was playing on Clayton Oliver and Patrick Cripps, and he reckons they all got three votes in those games. So (laughs) I don't think many draftees from last year would have had it that hard, you know, that sort of Harry Sheasel got to soak it up in the back line and get a fair few touches. You know, Ruben was sort of thrown in straight in in the middle. Well, even Nick Dacos, I mean, he's been allowed to work his way through, you know, coming off halfback. Hey, Clay, Clay Hall is our guest uh, from Peel Thunder Football Club. He's likely to be drafted. Now, a couple of questions. We've always got good, learned listeners. Did you go to the races on Saturday? No, I didn't. You weren't part of the racing crew there. Daniel Curtin was there, we're led to believe, and behaving themselves on the water. How good's that? (laughs) Discipline. I know. Losers. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, surfing. Is that, yeah. your, is that your thing? Yeah, I love it. It's sort of been really good for me to take my mind off footy as well. You know, the last got to Bali recently. I did just go for a three three and a half day trip. It wasn't even four days. So really? Yeah. Well, it got messed up a little bit with the passport, and a flight got cancelled. So a couple of days got shaved off there. But it was really good to get a surf or two in there. So yeah. Are they mates outside of footy the service? But the two blokes I went with, I actually played futures with. So they. One of them plays for Peel Thunder, the other one plays for East Perth, and they're both from down south, so it was really good. Just a bit of a mental refresher, I guess, going to Bartley. Of the three and a half days, how many of those days did you wear a shirt? Uh, all days, actually, apart from when I was in the surf, so I guess Hards and Mitch can't bag me up for that one. <laughs> where do you think you'll go? Not the club, but where, if you were, your manager is talking to you or anyone is talking to you or recruiters are talking to you, where where's your possibility of being drafted between numbers, do you think? I think if you're in the position that I'm in at the moment, it's sort of really unknown. You know, if you're Dan Curtin, you know you're going within definitely the top ten. Colton and Hards, you're likely to go first round. So they've got a bit of a better idea for myself. I'd like to say it's pretty much 30 onwards. So from there on, it's sort of could be anyone's game, so it's really hard to tell at this point in time. How hard is it? How's, if you say you're going to go 30-plus, how hard is it going to be that 
two days. I mean, it, how they string it out now is torture for some of these young guys. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at it in my perspective, and I'd love to be it all on the same night. You know, I'm yeah. sort of, at least I can just enjoy it on the first night. I know that I'm pretty unlikely to go in the first round, so I can sort of just enjoy watching a few mates get picked up and sort of just relax a little bit. But the second night will be pretty stressful, I reckon. I'll sort of be sitting on the edge of the couch the whole night, yeah. I reckon. Could you end up at West Coast? Uh, potentially, I think at this point in time could end up at any club really yep. with the the range that I sort of have. You know, as I said, Curdo probably only got three or four clubs he could go to. I think mine sort of spread out to a lot more than that. So I think it's definitely potential to end up there, but it's almost potential to end up at pretty much any other club. Before we get the six-pointer from Scotty, which is the stuff that the legends are made of mm. and stuff that you'll remember when you're doing you know, interviews with sort of battling you know, superstars of media, you say... Yeah, I've got through, got through the six-pointer and get through anything. Um, some of the clubs, that, how did you go with the clubs meeting you and talking to you? How was that whole process for you? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, definitely really enjoyed that. I'd like to say I find it quite easy to talk to people, so they weren't you really very good. too hard. I think a lot of people sort of get really daunted by them. They're, they can definitely be very stressful. You know, at the combine you walk in and there's 10 people in the one room that, with the club that you're talking to, so you walk in and it's a, it's a different world, so, you know, the few questions they ask you can be a bit loopy and <laughs> definitely gets a little bit stressful at times, but no, I found it really enjoyable talking Most to Most of those club. people in the room don't even work for the club. They just get paid for the day to come and put more pressure on someone <laughs> to just stand extras, there in a polo. There's just extras yeah. off TV. <laughs> hey, you, who was the young gentleman who said he sat in Fremantle came and visited him? Riley. I think it was Riley. Uh, but he didn't say who it was. <laughs> it was... Oh. <laughs> Oh, sorry. He didn't say sorry. who it was. It was Fremantle. Uh, who, who, sat there, who sat there and he um, he, he refused to say who, who the club was. But um, We're led to believe it was Fremantle. Went to his house and sat there and they all sat down and just stared at him for three minutes. No one said a word. Uh, he's like, can vouch with that one, yeah. I think, I think it happened to most people in WA, so I guess they're just seeing how you react, I guess. Happened to you? Yeah, it did. How did you handle it? I think quite well. I think a few of the Freo recruiters are really good to talk to, so I just made a bit of conversation with them. I had a few brownies sitting on the table as well, so they were pretty happy to scoff them down pretty quickly. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. All righty, yeah, here it he is. He knows Wolsey. Wolsey no. doesn't mind a, he a does. little brownie. He does like a brownie. Clay Hall, this is the, uh, the six-pointer with Scotty Cummings. And in simple terms, six questions, quick-fire answers. Yep. You can't pass. Give us something. Do your best. Name your favourite, other than footy, your favourite sport and athlete. Surfing and Mick Fanning. Mm, not Todd Burrows. We Todd Burrows on Todd Barrow the other night. I actually did see him a year or two ago. He's tiny, mate. He's seriously jockey size. Yeah. I had to help him up Run to get on his stool on the stage. <laughs> He's <was> so small. <laughs> um, so Mick Fanning, yeah, yeah, fair enough, too. You open your own restaurant. What's the signature dish that's going to have them queuing out the door to come and get their hands on? Definitely a chicken palmy. Yeah, good, good, good. And not not just an original chicken palmy, not one of these pubs that has 15 different types of palmies. There's only one palmy. No, just one palmy. Just use yeah. some real quality chicken. Yeah, I like you thinking, mate. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, in, you're in Bali on your trip. You've had a big few days. You've hit the wall. What song gets you up and about and back out of your chair, fires you up? Oh, probably Afraid to Feel, I reckon. Who sings that? I couldn't even tell you to Afraid be to it feel, would, find it, boys. It would just get me up, I reckon. Yeah. Right, I don't, I don't, I'll find you. Uh, yeah, tell us, well, we might save this. Uh, any other secret talents? So we know surfing. What else? 
What else can you do? Uh, I can't give you anything. I heard Drizzy did a bit of beatboxing. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Have we got the Drizzy beatboxing, please, Mr. Maestro? No, I can't give you anything. We're going to get some Drizzy beatboxing. look very good. Hey, loved him. Loved him doing that. But say surfing and footy, that's it. That's surfing and footy. I played basketball growing up, but I wouldn't say it's a secret talent. So right. No, nothing really like that. Tell us something we don't know about one of your draft hopefuls, teammates, academy players. <laughs> Oh, it's a tough one. There's a lot of boys you could bag. I'll, I'll go to the old housemate, Colton Tholstrup. He seems like the most relaxed dude ever, which he is, but get him behind a wheel. He has the worst road rage ever. <laughs> Does he wear those stupid glasses everywhere he goes? Pretty much, yeah. We did a running session yesterday, and he had them on the whole time. But to be fair, that'd actually be pretty good for running, I reckon. I think that's what they're made for. So Very cool. And he's got, wraparounds. Yeah, well, he's got sort of cult figure about him, hasn't he? And he's going to... That's got sponsorship deal all over it. He's an angry man. I like the cut of his cloth. I like it. I like he his... The there he is. It's Colin Thomastrup right now. Wrecking the car. Have we got the beatboxing? Have a listen. Have a listen to Drizzy. He was so cool. He was very good. Oh, there's no way. I had no clue we could beatbox. He didn't either. We mate, just threw him under the bus. Last, last one, mate. You're, you're a pretty relaxed unit. You know, come from very relaxed stock. Um, what makes you way more angry than it should? Something little that just really ticks you off. Oh, that's a tricky one. There's nothing that really gets... I can sense that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> mate, I feel more relaxed just talking to you, brother. I feel like no, I've got Tash Burrow here again. That, nothing that comes off the top of the mind when I think of that. Is nothing that makes you angry. Maybe Colton. But <laughs> <laughs> he's driving. Uh, no, hey, um, any superstitions? You got any superstitions about you know footy boots and the way you prepare or doing things? Sluggos you got to wear. Yeah. yeah, there's certain things I do before a game. If I'm somewhere close to the beach, because I've lived so many different spots this year, I think I've lived three different houses. But if I'm close to the beach, I love to just go get a coffee and walk down the beach, and just when I'm about to go up to the car, just hop in the water quickly. Just bit of a refresher in the morning, so that's probably the main... That's game day? Yeah, but if I'm somewhere like when we flew over to Adelaide, you can't really just hop in the beach when we're in the mm. middle of the city, so just hop in a cold shower, sort of just... So we don't go to GWS. We're <laughs> a long way from the beach. No, I can still do plenty of things that can get the same sort of things. So yeah. Hop in a cold shower or something. Thank you for coming in. Uh, great chat. We look forward to seeing you next week, and obviously you did that running session, so you've you've come back from the surfing trip, so it's all about fitness and staying sound and happy over the next week, and, and we wish you all the very best. Yeah, impressive uh, you, young bloke, mate. Great product from a great family, and we love Harvey Hall. He was one of the all-time good fellas, uh, Derek Hall, of course, and uh, all the very best in your footy journey. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pump-up song. Here you go. Here it is, Clay Hall. Oh, 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 oh,